0: Welcome to the Foot and Ankle Project, where we stride into the world of foot and ankle pain, function, and performance. I'm your host, Tim Pargeter. In each episode, we dive into expert insights, athlete stories, and helpful solutions for those seeking improvement of their pain and performance. I hope you enjoy and share. Hello and welcome back to the Foot and Ankle Project. Thank you for listening in today. This is the 15th episode of the project. And today I'm going to be answering a really common question that I get in the clinic. And it is around heel pain. Now, heel pain is definitely the most common presentation that I tend to see and probably the most common presentation that a podiatrist would see. And a really common culprit is the plantar fascia. Now, we have done a few episodes on plantar fasciopathy or plantar fasciitis earlier in the podcast, but today I'm going to be answering the question of how do you know if you have plantar fasciopathy or how do you know if it's actually your plantar fascia that's causing your heel pain? Now, there is other structures that do sit around the heel and so it is really important to remember that even though you might have heel pain, it's not always the plantar fascia that's actually causing pain. Now, we know that plantar fasciopathy, again, it's commonly known as plantar fasciitis, but from what I generally explain in clinic is that there's not necessarily an inflammatory side to the presentation that we previously thought, and as such, we call it plantar fasciopathy. Now, all that means is that there's pain originating from the plantar fascia itself. Now, this is a condition that generally affects one in 10 is estimated to have heel pain in their lifetime, and the and the likelihood is that most of the time it is the plantar fascia, but... What we do also know is that the plantar fascia acts very consistently in that people who have plantar fascia pain... Generally, have very similar symptoms, which really helps us get to the bottom of a diagnosis without always having to rely on diagnostics. So what I'm gonna run through today is some of the questions that I generally ask a client to get some history and some questions that you might be able to ask yourself to see if we can actually get a plantar fasciopathy diagnosis or if you might be dealing with something else. And I'll, I'll talk you through some of the common things that we also see as different diagnoses around the heel. Now, the first question and one of the most common complaints that I that I hear, uh, the question is, do you have pain in the morning or after you've been resting? So we call this post-rest or post-waking pain. And this is a very key sign for plantar fasciopathy. It's very sensitive and specific in the literature to suggest that if someone has post-rest or post-waking pain, the likelihood of them have suffering from Plantar fascia plantar fasciopathy is is really high, uh, and it's a very accurate diagnostic tool. So, mornings are uh, and and post rest are often the most painful part of the day for people suffering from plantar fasciopathy. And as I've covered in the previous podcast, what we believe it is is that when you are not using your plantar fascia, there's increased amount of water that actually builds up into the structure. And as we then begin to reload on it, either after, after you've been resting or after sleeping, that you're essentially standing on a, a slightly more swollen structure, which can be more painful. So that is what we believe happens, but it, it's really common for people to have really high pain or, or even stiffness within the arch or underneath the heel, first thing in the morning or after they've been sitting. So that's a really key thing that we tend to ask. If the answer is no, it doesn't always necessarily mean that it's not the plantar fascia, but it might just be that you know the treatment approach could be slightly different um, simply because sometimes we can have plantar fascia pain that is resultant from pressure and being actually standing on your feet. Other times we can have plantar fascia pain that's more based on actually utilizing the the, the beautiful elastic nature of the fascia. So that's the first thing you need to ask yourself: Is do you have morning pain? If the answer is yes, then we continue on to the following questions, which is, does your pain warm up or get better with use? This is another key sign for plantar fasciopathy and we call it the warm-up phenomenon. And what we mean by that is that, you know, the first steps are really horrible either in the morning or after you've been sitting. And generally they begin to get better the more that you use the foot either in the morning or as the day goes on. And it really links back to that water theory. And that is that, you know, it's a bit more swollen when you have men utilizing it. And as you actually walk on it and use it during those first steps of the morning, then it actually begins to ring out ring out the fascia just just like you would a sponge or something like that, and we believe that that then results in, in lesser symptoms. Now there's even periods of people when they get up out of bed, it's extremely severe, they're suffering you know eight, nine, 10 out of ten pain. and then as they begin to warm it up, their pain can actually go to zero during the day and doesn't re-emerge again until they've had another rest or if they actually go to get out of bed in the morning. So that's very common. Uh, and also a really key tail sign that they might be suffering from plantar fasciopathy. Another common question that is really important to get a history on is, is, has there been any change to either your exercise, work, or shoe routine? Now, the reason that this is important is because changes in in what I call foot loading, which is the amount of pressure that you actually put through your foot, whether it be through exercise or standing or the style of shoes that you wear, if there's a change or a big enough change, sometimes this can be enough to flare plantar fascia pain. Now, the idea behind this is that when we begin to apply new or different loads to the fascia, sometimes those loads can exceed the capacity or, or what I mean by that is it exceeds how much you can normally tolerate um, before it begins to signal that there's a bit of a problem here and, and, and as such it begins to signal pain. So a nice common example is someone who might have started running after they've only been walking. Um, a common example is someone who might go from working an office job into standing all day on, on concrete floors for whatever reason. It could be that their shoe, someone's shoe, has begun to lose the the sponginess or or the the nice properties that foam have, and all of a sudden they're beginning to start walk on a firm firm base of a shoe, and this can be enough to flip to flare up the plantar fascia as well. So, if there's been a change to loading or a change to routine, whether it be exercise or work, then that at times can be enough to actually flare up the the pain as it goes. So they're really the big three questions that I generally ask people to know if it is the plantar fascia. I also take them through a variety of um, tests in, and, and those tests involves things like double double leg calf raising, single leg calf raising. We begin to have a look at some, some hopping, both double and single leg, pending on on the age and 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 the person in terms of what they're doing. I also do like to do some palpation pain. And what I mean by that is actually press through different areas of the foot to see what's actually signaling. Uh, and, and it is also important that people are quite clear as to where their symptoms are coming from. Is it actually underneath the heel? Is it the back of the heel? which may be more Achilles-based as opposed to plantar fascia-based? Is it more in the midfoot? If that's the case, is it actually plantar fascia? Is it muscular or is it bony? And so it can be really important to actually specifically know where the client is suffering from symptoms and does that correlate into the plantar fascia or not? Because if it's not, then there are other structures around that will act in a similar way. Tendons act in a very similar way to the fascia in that they also struggle with morning pain and stiffness. They also begin to warm up or get better with use. And they also really struggle if there's any big changes to exercise work or, or other forms of loading. So, depending on the position, that can also dictate if we're actually struggling with the plantar fascia or not. So, really common spots is directly under your heel bone or in through the actual arch itself. The other common spot is on the on the inside area of your heel bone. So, um, they're the the sort of big the big areas that people generally point to when I ask them. You know, where are you suffering your pain? Um, and subsequently, depending on the time of day, that's generally the area that, if there was some palpation, it can hurt. Now, what commonly happens to people is when they come into the clinic, because it's often not the first thing right after they go to bed in the morning. Commonly, their symptoms aren't as bad. But you're generally still able to get a bit of a response if you load them appropriately, such as, you know, single leg calf raises is really common, as is single leg hopping and double leg hopping because it's really engaging that fascia. So that's a really nice, simple, easy way to sort of assess for that, which is really important that we ensure that we're actually dealing with the right structure. Now, other things other than tendons that people generally deal with in the area which is what I call a differential diagnosis is we have a few other pathologies uh, the pathologies include what I call fat pad syndrome and that is that right underneath the heel we actually have a fat pad uh, it's there to aid in a mild amount of cushioning underneath the heel bone and distribute a bit of force um, and Generally, what we tend to find is it acts almost in the opposite method to plantar fascia pain. So, you actually get worsening symptoms as the day goes on as opposed to uh, symptoms that are worse first thing in the morning. Uh, And simply, it's because you're spending more time on that fat pattern. It begins to respond with symptoms. Um, Right in the inside of the heel, there's actually a lot of nerves that tend to run through the area. And so, you can get a couple of different nerve presentations. Uh, one of those nerve presentations is what we call tarsal tunnel syndrome. And that's simply that there's a, a bit of inflammation sitting around the space that allows for the, the tib post nerve, which runs through the inside of the ankle. It actually gets uh, compressed and flared in through there, which can cause similar symptoms, um, but some slight variance in that it usually has some tingling or burning or numbness as opposed to uh, the what I describe as an ache or, or a bit more sharp or something that will actually change with loading. Um, the plantar fascia tends to be the, the the latter of those. The other thing that we often also need to check is to make sure that we're not struggling with some bone stress within the heel. Um, heel bone stress fractures certainly do pop up um, and, and this is generally more related to pain all the time. So no matter morning, night, day they're struggling all all the time with their symptoms and it's generally not something that tends to warm up so it's it's one of those deep bone pains that feels like it's it's there all the time so that is another thing that we, we want to have a look at which you know we do specific testing for all of these conditions um, and you know if it's not plantar fascia and, and you're unsure or, or even if you do have plantar fascia always worth reaching out to your health practitioner to see if you can get on top of a diagnosis and then create a plan to try and get better. So if you are suffering from heel pain right now uh, and you think it is to do with your plantar fascia, then like I said, needs to be morning pain. Generally, it begins to warm up. And usually you can link it to a change in loading somewhere, whether it be exercise, work, or footwear related. Now, if you are suffering from that, then if you scroll back a few other episodes, I've actually had two episodes on plantar fasciopathy management or plantar fasciitis management. And that might be super beneficial for you to try and get on top of your heel pain. If not, like I said, please reach out to your health practitioner if you're unsure of who to reach out to shoot me an email. Uh, our email is in the show notes. I'm more than happy to direct you to any of the practitioners I know around Australia and even around the world. Um, and you're also welcome to jump on anytime um, with myself if you feel like that I could be beneficial for you. So that is plantar fascia. If you're struggling, like I said, please reach out to someone. It is not a very nice condition at times. And that is all for the episode this week. Nice short one for you guys. Um, We will be back next week and have a lovely week and we'll chat to you then.